Hello and welcome to the Gear Your Girl podcast, episode 25, low-hanging fruit versus the path of least resistance. I'm your host, Adrian Harvey. This week's episode features an interview segment with Scott Harvey, no relation, about his work counseling men who struggle with addiction, emotional expression, and the power of listening. We talk about success in many forms and how we can all work towards it. We also hear about his unique hobby, uncovering historical artifacts. This episode, of course, also includes upcoming events, the question of the week, workout tip of the week, a nifty find of the week, and of course, some extra surprises. Upcoming events. Be sure to sign up for the November 16th and 17th HKC, Hardstyle Kettlebell Certification, and SCC, Strength Calisthenics Certification, happening in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Master RKC and good friend of many years, Michael Krivka, will be teaching the HKC, and I'll be teaching the SCC the next day. Level up your skills as a fitness professional or exercise enthusiast on one special weekend. Visit ncsystema.com for local classes and strength and conditioning with me, or... Sistema Self-Defense and Other Specialized Topics with Sistema HQ Certified Instructors here in Durham, North Carolina. They're always adding awesome workshops and events to their calendar, so check it out now. The question of the week is another one from a friend's direct message on Instagram. I post a lot of photos of food on there, so this one is not a big surprise. Anyway, he asks if I have any advice on letting go of sugar. Here's my answer. These days I barely eat much sugar at all, but it took time to get to this habit. Sometimes it's helpful to find the hidden sugars in your daily intake and cut those out. It's kind of low-hanging fruit, but can help cut sugar and unnecessary calories without too much difficulty. So if you can stand to do it, track your food incredibly closely with an app like MyFitnessPal, Fat Secret, or others for about a week. And after the week, look through the summaries of what you've eaten, and it should quickly become apparent where you can start making the first changes. Some people find it helpful to continue tracking their food for longer periods of time, and that can be an incredibly powerful practice, but others may find it cumbersome and may prefer to prepare meals and snacks ahead for the week instead. I recently met up with a friend who was starting to work on losing weight, and he had no idea that the bottle of iced tea he'd chosen during our meetup contained 150 calories, all of which were sugar. After that, he decided to start checking the labels of beverages and swapping in things like unsweetened tea, seltzer water, etc. So basically, the first step is to get very honest with what you're eating and drinking. Quantify it a little bit and start making livable and sustainable adjustments. They can even be small. One soda less per day adds up fast. My tastes now are so changed that a lot of things are off-puttingly sweet to me now, which makes it even easier to stay on track. Even with chocolate, anything other than some of the darkest stuff imaginable is too sweet for me. But it takes time to build habits, and you'll notice that you'll begin to feel better somewhat quickly, and usually some weight falls right off as well. Definitely motivating. Do you have a question? Call our question line at 321-316-3533 and leave a message with your question about kettlebells, calisthenics, food, workouts, and more. Leave your name for fame or feel free to remain anonymous. Again, call our question line at 321-316-3533. 
Do you want to support this and other projects and continue to get free workouts and more? Then visit gearyagirl.com or our new easier to spell address kettlebellsofficial.com to keep up with all the new upcoming events and more. You'll support this podcast and the website when you use any of the links to purchase items like kettlebells, workshop registrations, books, and more. This is how you can support the site and the continued production of more podcasts, workouts, blog posts, videos, and more. Likewise, if you have a relevant product or business and would like to work out a more formal sponsorship, call 321-316-3533 and leave a message. Please be advised that there are very limited placements available. Here's a kettlebell and grip training tip of the week along with a bonus workout circuit you can try. This tip might sound obvious once you hear it, but maybe not. Anyone I've written workouts or programs for will recognize this pattern, as well as those who train with me locally, either individually or in our group strength and conditioning classes at NC Sistema. I love to pair grip-intensive moves like heavy kettlebell farmer carries, pull-ups, and even short sets of very heavy kettlebell swings with what I call flat hand exercises like push-ups, sit-outs, eight-count bodybuilders, mountain climbers, crawls, crab walks, etc. It's important to think about matching the intensity of the two exercises though, and while I think of the flat hand exercises as kind of a break, if you're doing something that gets the heart rate going very high, like those very heavy kettlebell swings, choose an active move like the ones I just listed instead of something more static like a crow stand. Crow stands and other inversions can be useful, but be careful getting the head below the heart when you're really working at an intense pace. I love to add crow and handstand regressions toward the end of a cooldown, or sometimes even after a workout, since if I'm a bit fatigued it forces me to do things the right way instead of relying on muscling into position. Now here's an example circuit from a local workout we had a few weeks ago. We did this combination five times, resting as necessary. 20 kettlebell swings, 10 eight-count bodybuilders, 10 goblet squats, reasonably heavy, 10 push-ups, and three to five pull-ups. Now, those pull-ups must be full range dead hang and good form, and if you need to do less reps than that, that's fine. Just don't do anything weird just to get your chin over the bar. So let me know if you try that workout combination. It can be pretty challenging depending on the weights that you've chosen and your fitness level. Now, this isn't directly related to fitness, but it is related to behavioral change, which, as we all know, is a big part of maintaining healthy lifestyles. I think you'll really enjoy some of the ideas that we go through, and especially the fact that it all started from a caffeine-fueled Facebook post I made at 30,000 feet. Here we go. A little bit of background for the listeners. On April 9th, 10.03 a.m., on an airplane, the caffeine finally kicked in, and I got on Facebook. I was feeling saucy and typed out something and uh, posted it without too much thought. It was the comment that it's important to distinguish between low-hanging fruit and the past of least resistance. And I just closed out the window for a little bit, did something else, and uh, came back to see that a, a reasonable flurry of activity had been awakened by this statement. One of the bits of activity was that uh, I was contacted by someone I went to school with ages ago and uh, with, with an interesting kind of query and, and follow-up. Scott Harvey, and uh, we are not related, uh, that I'm aware of. <laughs> Probably distantly, distant, 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 but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, contacted me about it, kind of wanting to know how I was differentiating between 
the low hanging fruit and the path of least resistance. And the, the, the short answer is one is active and one is passive, meaning that you know low hanging fruit are are opportunities that are easily within grasp and knocked out quickly to kind of um you know a, a benefit. And then the path of least resistance is basically going along with whatever pops up or is, you know, kind of there to be done. Originally, when I posted this, I was thinking about uh, some of my friends' response to perceived business opportunities versus just kind of stasis. So that that was kind of my original intent from it. And then Scott came in with um, thinking about it within a therapeutic context. So anyway, Scott, can you tell me your initial thoughts when you saw the my uh, caffeine-fueled post? I counsel uh, men who struggle with addictions and sort of being men in general in um, today's society and how, how they're supposed to navigate being a man. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes men are not able to express in words their emotions. And I'm I, too... Uh, I'm not, I'm not pointing the finger at them. I'm pointing the finger at myself as well. So I'm, I am one of these same men. And how I have learned, um, to navigate life, I'm then able to turn around and shed some wisdom on them. Currently, I'm meeting once to twice a week with a group of, uh, seven or eight men. Not trying to fix anything, but just listen. So in, in using that, that question, what is the difference between low-hanging fruit and the path of least resistance, oftentimes men don't know where to go in, from their job perspective or relationship with their spouse or mm-hmm. um, how to navigate being a father or struggling with an addiction of alcohol or drugs, something along those lines. How do they get out of the hole that they're in? So mm-hmm. do they take the path of least resistance in the form of, well, yeah, I'm just going to make everybody happy and just do what they want me to do, but now I'm miserable? Or do I actively seek ways to make myself better uh, with a low-hanging fruit instead of reaching for the, the top sunshine, the best? And I believe you you dove into this a little deeper uh, on your end was, you know, that you've got the, the high fruits, the, the ones that see the most sun, that have the most benefit. Um, or do you have the shade fruits, the fruits mm-hmm. that are lowest hanging but may not be the, the most uh, nutrient-rich? That's the aspect that I, I took what you said and said, hey, you know, maybe if if I had some details and could explain this to other guys, that would help them form some kind of idea in a, in achieving a better goal for themselves rather than just uh, passive least resistance being the easiest way out. Well, it's interesting too because when thinking about behavioral change, um, you know, from the fitness side of things, um, fitness, weight loss, being more active, etc. I like to help people think about. How can I set myself up for doing the healthier choice more easily, making a healthier choice become the low-hanging fruit? Or even Mm -hmm. in some cases, if they're just really struggling, it's like, how do I make the path of least resistance the the healthy one? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's like stacking the deck in your favor a little bit. And, you know, to get somebody um, kind of out of a entrenched bad choices it, it may be necessary and shoot i do it to myself all the time like for now if you if you open the fridge it's there's only good things in that fridge i can mm-hmm. only make great food choices here at home i mean it's just it's impossible you know yeah i would have to expend so much effort to obtain junk food sure that it, it would just 
it's not even worth the trouble. First of all, I don't really uh-huh. like junk food, but, you know, if I wanted to go get, you know, a bag of chips and Snickers bar, I would need to literally take a walk in the rain right now to the food lion and make that kind of effort to, to get something like that. So in that way, you know, the path of least resistance is, oh, I've got really good lean meats that I already cooked. I've got some sliced vegetables and, and hummus in the fridge ready to go. You know, it's easy just to grab the right choice. It did take some prior planning, but sometimes that can be helpful because, you know, do the prior planning while you're jazzed up about it. So then when Monday morning rolls around and everything's going the wrong way, well, I've got to get something to eat, and oh, look, there's only good choices. Cool. That can definitely help when you're talking to somebody who uh, has a drug addiction. Hey, don't don't keep them within arm's reach. Or yeah, you have the addiction, and I know that's really hard to to knock. So I had a friend who uh, was going through some rough times in his marriage. He knew that his depression would kick in soon, so he dumped every bit of alcohol he had in the house down the drain because he knew he, when he's in a bad depression, he turns to alcohol. In your example of having only good foods as a, as a healthy path of mm-hmm. least resistance, he immediately knew what he was going to turn to and got rid mm-hmm. of it. He got rid of that, that bad path of least resistance and, mm-hmm. and chose for a... <laughs> a healthier option of not having it anywhere near him. Perfect example. You're talking a little bit about it, and then also in our, our previous discussion, I think I was, I was still on the plane. It was something kind of interesting, uh, and I've noticed this. I have a lot of male friends and, and have, with a background of computer science and some of my personal interests, I've, it's put me in the company of a lot of guys. I mean, you guys love to fix each other. You love to, to fix a problem, and sometimes it's like you just need... People just need someone to bear witness to, oh, wow, that stinks, period. <laughs> yeah, so really, a really good analogy, and I've used this um, with guys in relationships. So you're, you you said it right. Men are fixers. And there there are women that are fixers, too, my mother being one of them. She's a fixer. Um, but predominantly, men tend to be the one who want to and, – and this is anything. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> they see a problem, I have a solution. Or Mm -hmm. they see a problem, hey, I want to fix it, so I'm going to read about it and then fix it. Mm -hmm. So when that comes to, like, A-B testing and now you're in a relationship, so (laughs) husband, wife see a a challenge. So here's the analogy is that the the wife is home um, sitting on the couch and she's got a terrible headache, just pounding headache. Husband comes home from work, sits down on the couch and says, hey, babe, how's your day? She says, oh, it's been terrible. I have this massive splitting headache. And he turns to look at her, and she has a four-inch nail sticking out of of her forehead. And he says, well, babe, there's your problem. You've got a – and then she says – she cuts him off, says, stop. Stop trying to fix it. Just listen to me. Just listen. And he's like, well, babe, I can fix this right now. If you've got a headache, you've got a four-inch nail sticking out of your forehead. And she goes, that's not the problem. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, proceeds to just, he's dying to mm-hmm. do everything he can to make her life better because he sees the problem. Right. But all she wants is just to have him sit there and listen to her talk about the problem. Mm-hmm. And so it comes in where she feels better because he just sat there and shut his mouth. Just listen to her. He didn't offer any assistance. He just said, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm sorry you're having to go through that, babe. I'm sorry that you, you feel bad. 
Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything I can do to help? No, mm-hmm. you're just sitting there listening help. Thank you. I feel much better. The nail is still there, but <laughs> she feels better. Huh. So typically <clears throat> I learned, um, been married 15 years now, and those those first few years I wanted to fix everything. And uh, now I just listen. I've mm-hmm. learned to shut my ever-loving mouth and just, hey, babe, how's your day? And just let her, uh, as my wife calls it, verbal diarrhea. She just, just says she just gets it. She just gets it all out. She just says, "I had a bad day" or "I had a great day." But mm-hmm. if I just sit there and listen, mm-hmm. uh, she's fine. Now, with men, other men, how do you get other men to talk about that kind of stuff? How do you get other men to talk about their problems? Mm-hmm. This isn't this isn't a you know male female relationship or, or however you you know whichever way you swing. Mm-hmm. This is a how do you get other men to talk about this stuff? One, you keep you have a safe environment where they feel like no one is in- going to intimidate them. Right. Um, we, we we sit around a campfire usually. Mm. We've got a fire fire going. Um, this isn't like we're sitting in a a nice well lit uh, office room with a board table boardroom table and chairs everywhere. No, we're sitting out in the woods and we just say, "Hey, man, whatever said here stays here." Right. And these guys won't say a word to anyone else. And then guys start opening up. Hmm. Or they they will listen to somebody else open up, and then they're like, "Holy cow, hmm. I'm just as broken as that dude." Right. And once once you realize you're as broken as everyone around you, and nobody's perfect, and everybody hmm. is screwed up, then those layers of of and of masks that we've put on for years to hmm. impress people, to impress people at work, hmm. to make people think, "Hey, we've got it all together," when actually we don't. Hmm. Um. And when a dude figures that out, he's like, "Oh, well, yeah. Let me let me tell you what my problem is, mm-hmm. and you guys aren't going to try to fix it. You're just going to listen to me talk about it, and it has the same effect as the four inch nail. Yeah, you still have the four inch nail in your head, but you feel better because now you're not shouldering the burden of the four inch nail. Now mm-hmm. seven other guys in the room are shouldering that burden in the room with you. And it's interesting mm-hmm. about the power of of uh just being out by a fire for some reason. I, I think it's a very primal It's human. a good form of therapy. I mean, you don't even have to be anywhere with anybody. It's You just right? sit by a fire and watch the flames, and you get that thousand-yard mm-hmm. stare. It's not like seven, eight dudes sitting around talking to each other about our feelings. It's We're actually mm-hmm. just staring at the fire, and then mm-hmm. someone starts talking. There is no prescribed or set narrative mm-hmm. ever. It's always, mm-hmm. hey, man. Show up. We know you got a problem. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to say a word. You just can sit there. Mm-hmm. And it it is so helpful for these guys because they're not the guys that are going to go talk to another dude in an office mm-hmm. who's oh, wearing a tie or a lab coat mm-hmm. or something. They're they're just not gonna they're not gonna seek counsel. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when they when they feel that <clears throat> oh these dudes are real. They're not. Mm-hmm. A, they're not going to sit out in the woods singing "Kumbaya" and ba- banging tambourines. Yeah. They're they're actually just re- as real as I am, and just as broken. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it it works. I mean, these guys when I see them around town, mm-hmm. they have a big smile on their face wow. and give give me a high five, a pat on the back, or mm-hmm. or almost some of these. Now I'm I'm six feet. Oh wow. These guys are. 
well, no, these these guys are, are huge. They're like seven feet. <laughs> For some reason, the guys in Leeds, they're like corn-fed uh, linebackers. <laughs> I was like, where where? It must be something in the water out here. These guys are are huge. That's funny. But um, yeah, they're just they're they're happier. We didn't get, give them any psychology out of a book. It was just <laughs> let them know, hey, you can we we will shoulder this burden together, mm-hmm. and I'm going to check in on you from from time to time and see how your your addiction is doing. Your the thing that that you're struggling with, and it's working great. Congratulations to you and and all of the participants, especially that's that's extremely powerful. Before we go, we've been hearing some some beautiful bird tweets in the background, or at least I, I hope everyone else can hear that too. Now, you are up to some kind of activity today. It's a Saturday afternoon. The skies are blue where you are. What what are you up to right well, now? Well, um, one of my hobbies is metal detecting, and so I've got a couple. I've got access to, and it's one of those. Um, it's not who you know, or it's mm-hmm. not what you know, but who you know. And I'm friends with it president of the Leeds Historic Society, and he's given me access to every single historic site in the city of Leeds. And one of them, I've been finding some uh, Civil War relics on. Uh, I have found, today I found some kind of metal. I don't hmm. like a, I have to look it up to see what kind of metal it is, like a medallion. The other other day I found a .69 caliber uh, musket ball. Had a hole drilled through it, and I was like, why in the world? What is it? Is this a fishing weight? And I was like, I said, now I need to do some research. So right. what what it turns out is it was um, a musket ball in 1812. Whoa. And the, ho- the hole meant that it was a misfire inside the um, the smoothbore barrel. Oh, and it got lodged in there. And what they have to do is um, drill a hole through it and then send a screw down on a rod and pull it, yank the ball out. Oh wow! So it, whoever it was being fired at lived that day. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Or, or at least wasn't shot by that one bullet. But uh, yeah, also found a really cool. Uh, it's an officer's sword plate buckle. And oh my god! Only only officers on in the cavalry who mm-hmm. were allowed to have swords had a special um, sword plate buckle that denoted their rank, um, or at least it denoted that they were allowed to carry a sword. Wow. Um, found one of those by an old uh, sweet gum tree on the property. Oh, wow. But, um, that is neat. Yeah, just out here today doing that for a few hours and having fun. It's just a hobby to get some fresh air and sunshine. Okay. Well, it's been great to catch up with you a little bit, Scott, and I'm sure we won't, yeah, thank be, you, Adrian. Uh, we won't be strangers. And uh, I'm very happy to get this podcast back on going, and we'll be checking in with you again. But uh, have a great day, and let us know what other, other great things you find out there. In, uh, yeah, will do. All right, cool. Well, thanks so much. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. Book of the Week. Now, a small heads up on the new version of GearYourGirl.com or KettlebellsOfficial.com, which may or may not be live by the time you hear this, the What I'm Reading section has been expanded, upgraded, and will now feature an archive of past entries from this point forward. I got some great feedback that people were enjoying that little section more than I even realized. I'm not going to stop reading, so I might as well keep listing things out. So the book of this week is actually, I must confess, an audio book, since I'm doing a fair amount of traveling right now. But the title of 
of it is Left of Bang, How the Marine Corps Combat Hunter Program Can Save Your Life by Patrick Van Horn and Jason A. Riley. This fascinating book has a practical application for just about anyone. As an often solo traveler and student of self-defense, my superpower is to avoid conflict and problems from the get-go. This book was of immediate interest. While I'm not one to be afraid much, I do know when I'm somewhere I don't need to be and when to leave ASAP. This book provides even more tools and ideas to interact with our changing world in a variety of environments safely and effectively. I also love anything about body language and visible psychology. It's also nice to have some more professional sounding words for some of my more specific hunches and more tools for detecting anomalies which might be problems about to happen and how to get left of bang where it's safe. If you'd like to get this audiobook and another one free, along with a 30-day free trial of Audible, I'm going to put a link for you in the show notes. There's also some more details about that program. Either way, I would recommend the audiobook, and I hear the print version of it is also fantastic. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the GearYourGirl.com official podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss the next episode next week. If you like this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. I know it's a pain, but it will really help the show out. You can also support the show by visiting GearYourGirl.com or KettlebellsOfficial.com. Any purchases you might make through the links on those sites will help this show with no additional cost to you. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next week.